Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. It's 420-2017. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host, so please allow me to thank you for joining us for Mike on the Mic our Survivor Recap Show with host Mike Albright, who happens to be the number one Survivor fan in the world. He's currently met 468 Survivor alumni, and he has two of them as his special guests tonight to recap last night's double episode of Survivor Game Changers. From Survivor Nicaragua, Kelly Shin, a.k.a. Purple Kelly, will be here. And from Survivor Quran, Kyle Sarge Jason will be here. And we can't wait to talk to both of them and find out what they've been up to and what their thoughts are on this season. Of course, fans are always invited to participate in our shows. So if you have a question, a comment, or just an opinion, and you'd like to share it with all of us, Call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six to chat with Mike, Purple Kelly, and Sarge tonight. All we do ask is that once you've reached our switchboard, please press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to Mike on the mic from our switchboard. Now, please enjoy our commercial-free shows. All of our shows are commercial-free, and as soon as play this intro, we'll be right back with Mike on the mic.
super, super fan. Big Mike. Big Mike, you're up. Hi, Mike. How are you tonight? Hey, Sherry, I'm doing great. I actually just came downstairs from a charity auction for one of my former students who passed away, and I bought a uh, uh, photograph of two elks battling in the woods of uh, Wyoming. So it's a beautiful picture, and it's a good memorial to Josh Keith. They're doing a scholarship here at campus, and he died trying to save other people in a boating accident right after he graduated from college three years ago. So it was my honor to just come down from that event. I remember that. Yep, and he does the haunted trail I work on and uh, still narrate at. So it's great to run down and talk about the show I love with two amazing people that I adore, and I think they adore each other. So I can't wait to dive into these two episodes and talk about everything post-merge. How are you doing, Sherry? Um, hanging in there. <laughs> uh, um, um, my husband got hurt at work today, so I'm kind of having one of those days. Um, but. I don't have any information on phone numbers for our guests tonight, so I'm going to have to screen calls and make sure that I know who's on, on our phone lines. So, Yeah, yeah, I'll send you, you want... one right now in your message, so check that out for sure. And um, so you can get that one, and I'll triple-check the other person as well. So whenever they're – if anyone's ready, we can get one in, and then I'll get you the other person's information as soon as we can, so – they may okay. both be waiting with bated breath in the queue, so but I'm ready. I just sent you one, and I will triple-check the other individual's area code, so. Okay. But uh, what an exciting episode, for sure. It's both episodes. A lot going on, a lot of excitement, and I was curious how they were going to talk about what had happened in the tribal with the rest of the tribe. So I'm glad of how it, it, that went well. And Zeke got to talk about it himself and we're really got so much to dive into. So I can't wait for everyone to get in here and we'll dissect what I happened. I do believe we have, we have that guest on our switchboard already. So why don't I go ahead and bring him up and I will check right. the other one. Okay. We have from, Survivor Korong. Sarge is with us. Hi, Sarge. Yo, yo, what's cracking, y'all? Glad to have you, man. You're the third Koronger to grace us with your presence. We started with Neil and we had Joe, and we saved the best for third. So welcome, man. And uh, we're trying to what get Joe in as soon as we can. I'm the only one that counts, though. I'll tell you that one. You sure do. You you definitely <laughs> count. And uh well welcome and uh while we're waiting for Kelly to get here, what were your just general thoughts on game changers and the whole concept and then what we've seen so far up until the merge? You mean uh survivor uh place fillers? Survivor place fillers if you want. Yeah, there's some there's some <laughs> intriguing people that made there, especially the four co wrongers. So yeah, we can dive into all that. What did you think? Uh, so far, it's been pretty good. You know, I've enjoyed the season. Uh, it, it's hard to watch certain people go. I uh, Watching Sandra was tough to finally see the legend get her, her torch snuffed. So uh, that was a hard pill to swallow. You know, you like to watch those legends live forever. Uh, yep. She'll always be the queen, and uh, I, I got her back. Um, it, it, it was rough watching some of my friends go. I've gotten close with a few of the players. Uh, so... 
you know, it's it's been a whirlwind of a season, a lot of ups and downs, but it's been uh, enjoyable so far. Was there anyone you enjoyed getting to see uh, have their torch snub? I know it's not like enjoy like anything malicious, or maybe it is. Oh, no. I don't know. Is there? Yeah. I love I loved watching Caleb go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, little first out from the bunch, but we still have uh, three co-rongers going strong there. Uh, old Debbie, Ty, and uh, oh goodness, and Aubrey. And Aubrey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Aubrey was a favorite of ours in the show so they're all doing strong and they didn't seem to be going into the merge and it, at all really any threat um are you surprised they're still there and how far do you think they'll go well i'm not surprised that they're still there they're they're really good competitors you know aubrey's my winning my winner pick for this season and i think she's going to do really well and uh i i'm still i'm still behind her i'm thinking that uh she's going to take the win She's playing smart, playing in the shadows. Um, she's been on the wrong side of the numbers a few times, which uh, yeah. which sucks. But um, I think it, it's going to work out well for her. She's a smart, smart girl, and I think she can do nothing but uh, move up in the rankings from here. I think out yeah. of the three left, the person in the hardest spot would be Debbie. Yeah. We were joking last week I wouldn't want to do her taxes with all her uh, W-2. She probably has to collect and add up and figure out for all the damn jobs she has but uh and i her reaction taxes, cool. huh the great the great part of taxes is you can list anything as your occupation but you still need to come up with the w2 to prove it and that'd be cool maybe at the re, at the uh reunion show maybe probes can we can't get uh tax returns out of the president but maybe we can get them out of debbie to prove her 80 jobs she's had over the years so we'll see we'll just have her we'll have her take one of phil's lie detector test we'll see that was always a uh, fun tv uh ty ty's got more idols than anyone ever maybe to maybe to russell hands how does ty find all those idols and he seems to be so selfless with his idol distribution so far i just i could see a scenario where mike yes kelly shin and hazel yeah. yeah, she is. I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to bring her into the conversation so she can be part of this, too. I don't want to leave her hanging. So oh, can for I, sure. Can I bring Come her on up? down. Okay, let's bring her on. We have from Survivor Nicaragua, the beautiful Purple Kelly with us. Hi, Hello. Kelly. Welcome back. Uh, my sister from another mister. <laughs> oh my god! This place is gonna blow up. It will be. It'll be. Mike decided to get a shit show together. Oh <laughs> yeah, this is a good. This was, but oh my god! Buckle your seatbelts, friends. You guys have he a great. Re- a train wreck yet today, so he decided to get us both fun together. We thought, well, we our biggest crazy show ever would probably be what when we had we had. Kathy Sleckman and Brandon Hans, I think, at the same time, or Diane. Oh my it was God, a very, how well did that go for you? It was a, you guys the biggest shit down? show ever. It was awesome. I, Brandon was talking about all sorts of stuff he probably wasn't supposed to be. When I send uh, these to CBS to try to get red carpet clearances, he's, his interview we would not send because he talked <laughs> about all kinds of stuff. So. We can we can't can't stop stop him from I knew he would do exactly that, so I I was glad he did. But welcome, and you guys, uh, were, did you meet, was your first interaction 
at Bob's in Bob's Woods, or were you guys friendly before uh, last summer? I, I don't know the history there between your amazing bond. <laughs> this was BFF status at first sight in the forest of Bob Crowley's place. Okay. Okay. What <laughs> was it that you liked? What was that connection? How did it happen? Why don't you ask? It? I think the connection started when we first met. Why don't you tell them what it is, Kelly? <laughs> You mean the time that I show up to the Durham Warriors Survival Challenge, which, by the way, is amazing, and I see that I am stuck with a partner named Jason, who's standing there smoking a cigarette. (laughs) And I'm like, I thought I was like, I'm going to die right now. And, like, within five minutes, I kid you not, it was like, Oh my God, we're like soul sisters. This is great. <laughs> hey, soul sisters, the there you Kelly's go. Sitting there, Kelly's sitting there like, can we start? And I'm like, hold on, I'm I'm on the phone. I need you to quiet down. Yes, you had your priorities. <laughs> Talking to Denise, who I love, and smoking, and I was like, okay, if this is how this weekend's gonna go, this is absolutely great. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of broke protocol, y'all. We do confessionals up there, just like on the real show, and these two. First or second night, couldn't get them apart. We had to do a double confessional. So it was, Cherry, it was palpable, the the bond these folks had. And they went yeah, very deep I, in Bob's game. I think I'd probably complete that triplet. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be the, I'd be the triplet of the, these six. It wasn't that you couldn't like get to break apart. Barriers. It was that we were so confident and we knew. <laughs> I was like, are you we well, sure you want to come we here together? And they're like, sure. It. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my well, God, Kelly! What was, what, Kelly, what was your take um, coming into this season? I haven't really messaged you a lot. Like here in Game Changers, that's kind of a loaded name for a season of any season of Survivor. But what did you think of the theme? And then what did you think of the players? And what do you think right now, several weeks in? Well, you know what? I definitely think with a name like Game Changers, you expect something huge. It really heightens your expectations, and then you meet the players and I felt like some of the players didn't really match the description of game changers, which is Mm. fine because I still genuinely like most of these people. And then um, things got started and I thought maybe they got started a little slow, but right off the bat things like picked up and they were fun. And some of the people that are left, I think, maybe are actually game changers, except I'm still really upset that Sandra's gone. The fact she even made it to the fix the vote out, though, is absolutely incredible to me. Um, 94 days without getting voted out. That's that's, that's nuts. Yeah. You know what? And what Ozzy just broke the record, which I was sad to see him go as well, but I think for everyone's sake it was probably good because he truly could have made it to the end and won. But, I'm surprised um, Jeff he, didn't mention that. I thought Jeff was all up with the alpha males, but he didn't mention. Yeah, and I don't. I don't have the data in front of me, but I know Ozzy has the most days. It's, it's got to be I what know. 120, 130 days or something. Yeah. Yeah, something wild. Okay. I mean, that's I gotta awesome. I got to stop you now. I got to stop you now. Horrible decision getting rid of him. I agree. I think he was better than having the big threats around. He's the probably the biggest threat. So I don't know if that logic is what they're the new age survivors are saying. No, Jason. No, Jason didn't want him to go because he's like eye candy. Jason's like, oh. oh my god, no, Ozzy, don't leave. You're so cute. Solid point. 
solid point. I, I, I can't fight that one. But he's not like a threat. He's just a challenge threat. But the challenges aren't made for one person to win every one of them. Some challenges mm-hmm. favor women. Some challenges favor men. Some favor the tall. Some favor the short. He won't win That's, them all. Yeah. You, you, you let him hang around for a while. You let him get you fat and feed you and do all the backbreaking labor, and you get rid of him later when he loses something. You get rid of some of the strategic minds that are going to interrupt your game later now. For sure. Who would you have gotten rid of then? I'd get rid of Zeke. Yeah, well, that's true. He he immediately rubbed people wrong, even though he told the truth to, to Debbie. Debbie didn't believe it and rubbed him wrong. That's your... Then go after him because you can tell he's scheming. I don't want to face someone that's scheming like that that early. Mm-hmm. I liked his reaction. I liked everyone's reaction to Zeke's reaction to Varner, and then I liked how they immediately didn't put him on a pedestal saying that he's the first transgendered cast member. He was just treated like a normal player that was overplaying. So I, I appreciated how they treated him last week and this week. Like, yeah. We're all defend you now. You're over scheming, so you should go. And I, I agree with both of you that he, I think he should have gone instead of Ozzy because Ozzy's a bigger target. They're both big targets to have in front of them. And from you know millennials versus Gen X, that's kind of this new age. You know, at the merge, you would typically take out your Ozzy and this new age survivors. Like you need to keep him as a sh- you know a shield for you. He's a, big, you. Shield. He's a yeah. big meat shield. Yep. Well, I think this set Debbie up, though. I mean, she used the double vote against Ozzy, which, yeah, maybe they should have kept him around for that reason, but I think it kind of leads her up to be, like, the next person voted off. You know? Thank you. Like, I don't think... That's why I said earlier that she's too big of a threat. You nailed it, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah, and there's some people, I think, that are sticking around that, like, they are not social threats, so, yeah, like, that's fine, but... Zeke completely, he's like, he he's strong. And he could win, and he could keep winning too. He's not exactly like a... Continue, yeah. I'm stepping all over you, Kel. Tell me to shut up. <laughs> I just think Zeke is like social. He's He's got the social game and he's like really could potentially have the challenge game as well. Like you said, the challenges are all different. So and he's like all and around in the house. And in tribal council, he said what everybody was thinking, that you have to see who you think you can beat, who thinks they can beat you, which if you're going to say that out loud, everybody else needs to sit there and listen and go, that's what he's doing right now. Yeah, that he's was ballsy for us. sure. He's blatantly playing us, and he just told us he's playing us. you got to go. Well, this is also the season that let Sandra stay until the sixth, like, vote out. And <laughs> she, like, True. she should have been really, like, the first one, you would think. I'm glad she wasn't, but. That's why she wasn't in All-Stars, the original. That's what would have happened to her, and I think that's why she waited till Heroes versus Villains when it was a bit of a different game, so. You, you know who I'm surprised is still around? Like, and it was, like, the most rocky first episode ever is Michaela. Yeah, I'm surprised the way she plays too that she's there. She's a she definitely the way she communicates rubs people wrong. Just like Zeke over strategizes. I'm surprised. Now Sherry's all Team Michaela, and I th- I think she's a hell of a player. But Sherry, you want to talk about Michaela? You, how you still are you still digging Michaela? I like her is for her 
her ability to win challenges, and I think she's she's young. She still needs to learn how to navigate Survivor. She doesn't know how to keep her trap shut. And I like that Suri is trying to teach her. You know, she's so young yet. She doesn't know. Yeah, but I don't she think can't Survivor play game, like that. Like, this isn't the time to take somebody somebody under your wing and, like, hope that you can teach them. That's, like, a million-dollar risk. Know. And I think that Michaela's a total liability. But she, she I think Suri wants to control her more than a be under her wing. Yeah. Well, and, and played her. She got played. Michaela got played. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and one thing, you know, she's sitting there to Michaela saying, I'm, I'm going to protect you with everything I can. She voted against her. Yeah, that well, is I'm true. not totally, you know, Team Michaela, but I, I mean, I know she's got a lot against her. I just, I love that she's a challenge beast. I do. I think she's amazing as far as the challenges she does. Just that personality she needs to rein in and her, uh, like her yeah, showing how skilled she is, like with the shell thing, like people will never forget like the different colored shells and how does like count. Like that's not that big of a deal, but it is when you see the strategy that she can convey. So. She needs an attitude adjustment really bad. And I think, you know, well, she's going to figure that out, but it's probably going to be too late. <laughs> and I think the she's best thing in this game was this was the best thing that's ever happened to her in this game was Cherie just told her she needs to watch her mouth. And she yep. did take that advice and that could help her as long as she sticks with that advice. Her problem is more so not her attitude, it's her ability to socialize with others. Yep. Her yeah. example is when everybody was getting emotional last week and talking about how they miss home, she was just flipping sand instead of you don't yep. have to share your story, but that's the perfect time for me to get up and give someone a hug and say, hey, it's going to be yep. all right. You know, we're a little family here. And if anything, that's going to make you go, wow, she kind of comforted me. I like that. That's a personal right. growth. And I don't know if you can teach I, I that. I feel a connection. That's well, I, think I don't think you can teach that. Yeah. Yeah, well, Sarice no. trying to, and they share some very similar demographics there, and that – Maybe that's who Michaela would only listen to. Maybe she, I mean, unfortunately, they, they're very similar. That, not that that's unfortunate, but she listened to Sari, you know. And I think that was a motherly, she looked at her like a motherly figure. Yep. And that's what made her open. It's Dick, if I would have said that to her, she would have blown me off because I'm kind of, I'm closer to the same age as her. Like, yeah, yeah we probably got 10 years apart, but I'm still a lot closer to her than... Sheree. Yeah, and I like to, while we're on Sheree briefly, we mentioned it, Sherry, and I want to do the stats on this just because I, I love stats. Because Artis was here last week, guys, just so you know. And Artis made it to the merge without going to tribal council, and I wanted to know some data on who all had done that. Well, his entire tribe in Philippines, and then Keith and Joe on Cambodia. And from uh, from Sarge's season, we had two people. Michelle and Nick never went to tribal. And then Sari. So pretty illustrious group of people to never go to tribal until the merge. So that's and, great and company. Nick's first, Nick first tribal ever, he went home. Yeah. And that's same with RC. So Nick and RC, share share uh, share something there. <laughs> I don't want to share that title with them. 
Probably not, <laughs> RC. That was an interesting finale for sure. Was um, it was seventeen people who loved each other, and then there was RC. So yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I want to touch on since you guys weren't here last week, and we had one of the, you know, back when Survivor was watched by thirty million people, it was it felt kind of like that. It was all over the news. It was everywhere. You know, Zeke being uh, outed by Jeff Varner, just his former players. How did you how did you feel individually about that and how did you feel like the show handled that and presented that? What's your what's your take and how do you think you would have reacted if that would happen in your seasons? That's a loaded question. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot uh, going on there, thing. sorry. It just it's hard to kinda um, know what how you do it. I mean it's a question we definitely we all have to be careful about how we answer. What I can answer is that I'm I'm personal friends with, with Jeff. Jeff Barner yeah. and I, um, we, we've gotten closer here in the last uh, few weeks. I yeah. think he's an amazing, amazing person, and I support him fully, and I've come out and said that, that I'm on his side, I'm, I'm his ally in all of this, and yep. I, I got his back yep. through it all. I do believe Jeff got uh, a little bit of a raw deal. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's okay what happened. Of course not. He takes guilt. For sure, yeah, yeah. But... Um, I think it was handled wrong by the press, and parts of it was handled wrong by the show. Um, I'm not I'm not saying it was right towards Zeke, but I'm also saying that Jeff wasn't treated fairly either. And um, I, I think it would be very easy for certain people to come out and say, "Don't throw hate towards the guy." I know I know differently what he's going through, but in a sense, you know, in my yep. season, I would get I got 400 death threats in one night. You know, I get it. People are people are assholes. I'm shocked. Yeah, go figure, right? That was well, even the way you're playing, man, you don't need 400 death threats. I mean, the Survivor fan community and the community—that's just horrible to do. From a, they only see in 42 minutes from 72 hours of footage, man. We don't know anything of what you guys go through, so that's just horseshit. Did that happen exactly. to you? So I think some of the heat, some of the heat coming to Jeff, I think, is very unfair. You know, he. He said something in a moment of trying to survive. Of course, right away when the reaction started, he did what everybody would do. He got a little defensive. It's it's part of our chemical makeup to try and defend ourselves. But then he quickly yep. realized, I think it was more of the foot and mouth syndrome. And, yep. and all of a sudden it was like, oh, shit, I just heard it too. It yep. came out of my mouth. I, I, I'm understanding it the same way you guys are. I shouldn't have said that. Yep. And, you know, he, he, I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that he meant it viciously. There wasn't hate right. with him. He doesn't have a vicious bone in his body. In yeah. his exit interview, you could tell, like, he know, he had, he thought everyone knew what he knew and was just trying to, you know, you know, talk about it. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, like I said to him, he's always welcomed at my home. I, I have his back through it all. I will be his friend and his ally through all of it. And if I got to stand in front of him while some of the hate's coming, I'll gladly take it for him. Yep. Sarge, I want to say this real quick to you. If, you've, if you're if you in touch with him, I'm not, but I, I have met him, and I adore him, and I fully back him. And if he gets to the point where he has, you know, he wants to say something to the public, I will 
invite him to come on the Rad Reality Show Network. I will do a special show just with him, just with me and him. Nobody else, just me and him. I won't invite any callers, and I will let him come on and say his piece just so he can speak. We can talk beforehand. He can, you know, you know well, we can talk know, about the, what I'll he wants to talk about. That, you know, right and now I know when he that, gets to um, that point. Right I just want him to know he has a place he can come to and put something on air that everybody can listen to and hear him speak his truth. You know, and so I think he would appreciate that. And I'll make sure to send the message right now. I, I believe that he's doing more of a um, just kind of staying low key right now and weathering the storm sure. and yeah. uh, waiting for for the time until the time is right. I believe. And only know. you'll know when you feel that time is right. Yeah. When it's right, though, I just want him to know he has a place that he can come that I won't have any callers. I, I wouldn't do that to him. He can just come, just me and I be on the air, and I will just let him, you know, say his piece, and we can talk just between the two of us and allow him to share what he wants to share. And then I'll put it out to the public, and you know that's that's what I think is important. You know, I'm not. We're never about hate, and I always tell people you can't judge people by what they do on a show. Um, it's not a natural environment, whether it be Survivor, Big Brother. You know, you've had all your comfort things taken away, you don't have your family, you don't have any of your comforts from home and you're around strangers, you're trying to play for all this money and you're going to do things that you probably wouldn't do in your normal life. Sometimes people screw up. And it's being recorded forever and it's there forever. Yeah, and that's not everyone experiences that. So you guys are... I, I commend all you guys that have been on shows like this and have dealt with shit like that. So, I think one of the you things know. with Survivor, though, is you go out there and, yeah, and you know it's going to be recorded. It's going to be out there for the world to see forever. But you, it's so – you lose sight of that so quickly, and you just live. Mm. You just do it. You play, you live, and everything is – moment by moment, day by day, you say what's on your mind because those, all those cameras, those people, it becomes invisible really, really fast. And you're well, fighting to stay above water and live and for a million dollars. And so things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kelly, here, like, I don't know if you see it like I do. Um, when you're out there, yeah, the first week it's weird with the cameras there. By week yeah. two... You don't notice they're there anymore. By week no, three, you're going off somewhere, and you're trying to get the attention of the cameraman. I'm like, hey, we're going over here to talk. You coming or not? <laughs> follow me, follow me. I got good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, anytime also you bring up the whole, any you have a racial issue, LGBT issue, and I, I hate to even say issue because it's, it's a topic, and in today's, day it's extremely popular and often 
I think it's made a lot larger than it should be. I think we all need to be accepting of everyone. We need to love everyone for who they are. And I I love Varner and I love Zeke. So everything that happened, I think, needs to be worked out between the two of them, which it sounds like it, it has. Is, yeah. Um. And so I don't think you can put blame or anything on either one of them. I I do think it was handled by the press a bit poorly, but that's expected when you have this kind of a topic. And so you just have to take it, ride with it. And his, it's kind of one of those things, actions speak louder than words. You can say anything, but how you act towards somebody forever is, is what people are going to remember. And I think with Varner, he had such a great reputation so many people love him that that's not going to change by this because people that know Survivor know exactly where this came from. So yeah. Varner, Varner will be okay through this. And I think I we was forget a few I learned things. that he lost his job. I, I think we forget a few things also that one, this is a topic of of our generation and our our age that is being discussed more than it did of like my parents' day. And it's okay to talk about it in an open form and bring it up. And people don't know everything about it or people don't know exactly how to communicate with it. And instead of getting angry when it's brought up to not fight one another, but to have that conversation as a civil adult. And mm-hmm. that's okay. not taking place right now. And it's not an issue between the community or the media, it's ultimately an issue between Varner and Zeke. Yep. And they need to work it out without talk shows or press writers getting involved or casual fans saying, this is my opinion of it, you're an asshole, when let them work it out first. Yep. Don't have that conversation. And then we can have that conversation on top of it, but without throwing hatred towards one another, but taking it and learning from it. Not everyone's been exposed to this in their life. I'm new to it. You know, I have someone personal close with me that just came out to, to my wife and myself and my family, and we don't love them any less. It's new to uh-huh. us. It takes time for understanding, and we have questions. But the questions aren't hate. The questions are, why aren't you? Why didn't you tell me before? Why, why such a hesitation? Like I want to learn too, so I can better understand. And if I better understand, I can support you better, and so can other people. For sure. And the whole process is all is a it's a fascinating. And I don't want to say that in a condescending way, but the whole one the way to transition from one gender to another that's. I mean, the 99% of people are either one thing or another, and it's this, you know, diving into that whole process without being rude. And I would never ask that to Zeke in person, but there's all, yeah, there's a thousand questions about, like, how things happen and why, you know, what, 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 you know, made you want to do that or not do that. And, yeah, just being supportive. I hate when fans go crazy like that and want to chastise you guys because they have none of us have played unless you've played the game and even other players probably shouldn't have chastised Jeff for what happened. But I saw it was just crazy seeing last week the the talent and you guys have played your the reactions. It was 
most most people were pretty neutral and positive to both, but I was like, a few people weren't. I'm like, you're it's just insane the reactions from fans and not. And because the fans and the media made such a big deal out of it, Jeff lost his job. And that's just that's just come on, that's crazy. You know that that's um, just broke my heart. The, although this is a different situation, Nayanka also went through issues like that after my season, and that was very hard to cope with, like, as a castmate of hers. Like, somebody, you go and you play this show, and you play it. It is ultimately a game. This is not real life. And people may get upset for me saying that, but this this is reality television, and it is Survivor. And somebody's outside life, Maybe it is a little window into their inside life as to how they play and the integrity they have, but no way should their outside life be affected by how they are choosing to play a game for a million dollars. How I would go in and play a game for a million dollars is not how I'm going to live my everyday life. I am much greater every day than I am when I'm starving for 28 days and miserable and you know so things are just completely that that's devastating to me that that was even that that was even considered that he would lose his job and then for them to actually I don't know if they went through with that but for for that to even be on the table is just sickening to me Jeff Barner is I love Nayanka he is going I remember when she went through that and yeah we were beautiful we were actually I love her. I adore her. The Red Reality Show was, I think, the first show that she actually did after coming off Survivor. Ron uh-huh. Brad was the the host, and he on the Red Reality Show. Then he's since passed away, but um, he started. He did he go with me? Like so that, I was in the that. beginning. You know, he was always the one saying, "You know, we can't judge these people." You know. Just because people are lashing out at them now, we have to give an open door so they can, you know, say their piece and get their their words out. And right. people start judging them for who they really are, you know. And he, yeah. I think he invited Nayanka and, and possibly you too back, back then when you guys first came off the season. I know Nayanka yeah. did. Um, and... Shima, when she Shima was in the, the same p- position that that Garner, she le- she was left Survivor, and while she thought she would like Survivor was going to be a part of her past, it was absolutely like interfering with her everyday life, and that is something that should not be the case. We do Survivor because we want it to have a positive impact on our life. It's the adventure of a lifetime, and. It needs to be fun. And while things happen, many things happen during my season. I mean, May hid the flower from us in the middle of, like, a monsoon. Holly buried Dan's shoes, and he didn't have shoes for the <laughs> His crocodile shoes he didn't have for the rest of the season. And things like that happen. And you have to look back, and you're like, wow, I was that shit crazy. And now we can kind of look back and laugh at it and move forward. But we do this for because it's supposed to be fun and an adventure and a challenge and everything like that it doesn't need to come forward and um and interfere with your your life moving on from this you know, and i think by company forget. 
will learn from this, I'm sure. And people can't forget that this is ultimately a game. It's a game. We do things in a game, good, bad, ugly, but we do it to win. You have to put it in a way that everyone would understand. It's not the reality that you necessarily think that you see on TV. It's the reality that I need to accomplish my end goal. When you play a game at home, if you're playing Monopoly, anyone who's ever the banker is stealing money. They're doing that in order to win the game and to get the best advantage. So sometimes in Survivor... Don't play Monopoly with Jason. (laughs) I I, I have a stack of that in my own pocket. We'll be fine. You'll still lose. But we do things that we believe will give us the best advantage possible, whether it's I have to be the bad guy or I have to be that superhero that everyone looks up to. It does not reflect who I am in real life. Everyone wants to label me a bully and a jerk for the way I played in my season. You think I come home and hide the kitchen tools from my wife? No. I'm good to her. (laughs) But I have to do what I have to do to survive in that game to better my chances at winning so I can bring that money home to support my wife better. Nope. You've got to take care of your family, and that's the big deal. That's why I'm so nice to everyone, because I genuinely care about you, but I'm going to stalk all the survivors in the lobby somewhere, so I'm not going to talk shit about anybody, because in three months <laughs> well, I'm going to be worry. asking you for a picture, so yeah. Don't worry. You're going to be that person in the, in the sure, lobby soon, Mike. I'm sure any day now I'm going to get hate for that comment right there, and everyone's going to bitch at me because I said something of my wife in the kitchen. Well, they, can, they can kiss our collective You're ass. Get 400 more death threats because of that. Yeah. You make your wife cook for you, you sexist fuck. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely not. hilarious to me because Jason has this total, like, asshole vibe and reputation and everything else. And there is not, like, one husband that I know that is a better husband than Jason, which is absolutely shocking to even myself. <laughs> he is, there's I no agree. better father. I agree. No better <laughs> husband. Aww. And I think it's such a genuine relationship. Like, you guys have fun. Denise is awesome. And your kids freaking love you. The videos, hey, the, the pictures. I mean, it's so much fun for me to even see all of that and to, like, to be friends and family with you guys. And so well, for we're, we're the, everyone part of listening squad to forever, Kel. Jason. <laughs> what? You're part of the squad forever. I know. We've, like, I, let me tell you, after Durham Warriors, we grew our own little family. And I know Kurt's going to listen to this. And Kurt, I love you, okay? We love you, Kurt. He's shrugging from afar. He's shrugging somewhere in the New England, so, yeah. Yeah, right now. And he just blushed so much, I guarantee you, his whole face is red. Yep. (laughs) Well, through his beard, we can see through that new beard he's got, yeah. It looks good. Let me tell you, what (laughs) what better trio do you get? Then a Harvard grad, a lawyer, a public defender, a fugitive hunter, and a healthcare worker. Okay. <laughs> I beat him up. Kurt defends him, and Kelly puts them back can. together. It's yeah. a great trio. You know, I beat him up. Kurt defends him in court, and then Kelly puts them back together. 
I have a side question, Sarge. How do you think you would have done on CBS's that sounds other like a reality shows? Show. That's what you. That's what you do to track down the people. Do you think you could have evaded the people on the the other show they had this spring? On oh, CBS? No way. There is no way in hell they would have caught me. Get out of here. Where would that's they have gone? I probably wasn't on the show. What? Probably. <laughs> but that was set up so unfairly to to the people who were trying to run from them. That show was so unfair. Did you read about some of that stuff they did? Oh, the yeah, car marches. Yeah, I don't look back in front of me. I'm still going to get away. I guarantee you. And I challenged them openly. I challenged them it, openly. It was only no in four states. Ever catch me. Season it two. Season two right days. now. You only got $100 per time you could do a bank withdrawal. And I don't even need the money. Anytime I'll do the you challenge drove. right now and you can keep your ATM receipts. I don't How even many days is it? How long was it, man? Was it like 20? Was it 30 days? 20-some 20, 20 days? It depends, I on how, it's like, it depends on how long it takes them to catch. I forget how long it was. You know, I think, you wouldn't have to I take think, money out for food then because we're survivors. So Exactly. Exactly. I just got the beat of You should apply oh. for that. So, oh man! I think he did. Lynn's filming. Let's go. Time. Let's here we go. You know his talent. Let's make it happen. There's a great team, Kelly and Sarge. And, and, season two. And another challenge. If I was the hunter, no one would have won. There's it. There you go. That's Hunted true. and hunter. Let's let's make it happen, CBS. If CBS no. wants to save some money, they would have hired me, and I would have just saved them a half a million dollars. That's impressive. There you go. I think there, there needs go. to be a challenge on this. Sweet it's, it, open. Folks. it's an open challenge. Well, cool. I took 10 pages of notes, and I've got gotten into a damn bit of it. Sherry, do we have any callers that want to call in? I don't want to, if anyone wants to ask <laughs> you guys questions. i got 10 pages of shit to talk about, but, I mean, we've been talking about all kinds of fun stuff here. Do we have anyone else on the switchboard? Not yet, but. Not yet, so... Not yet! What kind of show is Get away. What <laughs> is going on? They can't handle the Jason and Kelly duo. We should get Kurt in here if he's... Jason and Kelly. Or actually, you know what? I'm sexist again. Kelly and Jason. <laughs> You're so sexist. What the heck? <laughs> I gotta put the girl's name first. Four hundred more hate mails to your inbox right now. If I just uh, started calling you purple, would I be sexist then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> I'm you like the legacy, it, Kelly? Like, I mean, every that. now and again there's new purple whoever. Do you do you like that? Do you tired of Jeff saying that or fans saying that? That if somebody's getting a low key edit, they're calling them purple whoever. Is that how do you feel about that? You know what? what? I'm gonna take it and run with it. That's called okay. selfie and that's what that is. And <laughs> okay. well, everyone thought I was mute and the biggest the biggest game changer of all of Survivor is the fact that I actually talk. Who would have thought? And you, it's when, a lovely when, voice, have, too. when did you talk? There's no video evidence of you ever speaking. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and you know what? In the Durham Warriors video, the episode one, there's about 30 seconds, if that, of me talking. And I don't know if I really shut up the whole weekend. <laughs> oh, no, no, you did more. It. It I'll talk to Caleb. 
<laughs> There's great. We have six hours a night of footage from those damn confessionals, so you'll be in more. Don't worry. So, <laughs> when is the next episode coming out? I need to get with Caleb and John. To be perfectly frank, I don't do the editing. I'm just the 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 great questioner, but I don't do any of the editing, man. So yeah, is this gonna I'll, be I'll another season soon. of one episode with no outcome? Uh, I. I don't know, man. I will get on John today and see what's up with that. So I, I no, don't edit it. I wish be an outcome. Because when I was voted off, mind you, well, I don't want to ruin the. Okay, now I just ruined it because everyone knows I didn't win. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> I didn't win. Spoiler alert! I won. Just FYI, <laughs> everyone knows I won. <laughs> but the tribal council showdown. Did happen, I just want people to, to be know shown. I won, and there's no video evidence of me not winning. So you just have to take my word. <laughs> I'll take the fifth. I can't respond to that officially. So, yeah. Well, you have to wait and see when it gets released. I'm the first Survivor contestant to ever play it and win. How about there you that? Go. No, Cash me outside. Nobody. How about that? How close was it? How close was uh, Durham to the the real event? I know it's a whole different thing and it's condensed, but were there? Did you feel similar feelings to when you actually played the game? Well, the real they game. Oh my God! Far yeah. From Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't as similar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought it was actually really similar. Like the nights were like very cold. Durham was absolutely freezing, and. <laughs> Okay, mind you, the first night at Durham, the, okay, the first challenge you can, which is already aired. There's the the team to win the challenge got the best campsite. So of course, our team wins. Our tribe wins the challenge. We show up to our campsite and like, I don't know, 50 yards away, there's a boat. And so we're Not like, this must season. be why it's the best campsite because we have a boat. And a chip bag, right, Kelly? Without Cochran on it, so yeah, it was a great challenge. Yeah. And you had a, and we had a chip bag. <laughs> and okay, so that's the one you get like one certain size small blanket that you get to bring with you to Durham because it's literally like in the 40s at night. And I brought Kelly one brought of those an silver... empty bag of Lay's potato chips to sleep in. It was one of it was supposed to be like one of those silver like super warm extreme camping survival blankets and it was the yeah. biggest fail thus far of my 26 years of life. <laughs> well, sorry that happened. <laughs> and then so am I, I that we was the loudest blanket I ever heard in my life. It's what? It's loud. It was the loudest blanket I ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. I have no comment. <laughs> I'm sorry that didn't work out like you had hoped. So. No, I was so cold and loud, and <laughs> I had so much fun. Well, we, we I appreciate you guys. Both. Definitely something to do. Well, thanks for putting up with the production in the evening, and I, I do appreciate that, guys. And sorry, sometimes you were like the 23rd and 24th confessional, but we appreciated all your time there and here tonight. Sometimes so, I uh, wanted to send you death threats, Mike, and then I couldn't because <laughs> I didn't have my phone or my computer. 
Because well, you were this year I'm emailing the cast so they know that there's confessionals like on the show they played on TV. Because I don't think you guys got the memorandum that we were doing confessionals. So I'm no, I got the piece. notice three days before I had to get on a plane. Yeah, so you had limited time, man. So. And you know what was filler. funny? Some of the people that played at DWSC with us, I remember one of the nights when you guys were pulling us like super late, they were like, do they do this in Survivor? And I'm like... Hell yes, <laughs> they do. Yep. This, is, this shit is real. <laughs> yep, I should send my application to SDG for that. Be a handler. Yeah. Well, I with swear the remaining... to God on Survivor, every time it would rain, they'd say, Purple Kelly, can we do a confessional? And I'm like, I, I literally just got dry for 30 seconds. It took me like all day to get dry, and now you're going to pull me out in the rain again. <laughs> Those bastards. And they did. Yes, I know. Well, moving forward, um, uh, we've got about seven minutes. Uh, who do you think has got the best shot right now, and who do you think has got the worst shot? We won't power rank like 11 people, but who are the couple you think have the best chance, and who do you think has got no chance in hell? Is this who we want to win? Let's say who do you think who do you want to and who do you think will? How's that? Because those might not be the same. Or they could be. You go first, Kel. Oh man. So my my top three is definitely Troy, definitely Ty, and definitely Sierra. Now I don't think because of kind of what's been going on, I don't think that Ty and Sierra are going to make the final three. But my my number one always is Troy Zan. I have a sweet spot in my heart for that little booger. So I vote. My vote is to Troy Zan for the million dollar. Who he specifically said that Maine and Durham helped his game tremendously. So you know, kudos to what we right? did. Right. So, yeah. Yes. Sarge or Sherry? Man, I'm gonna have to go with me personally thinking um, best shot to win. I still it's my girl. Oh. I okay. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Favoritism. It's happening at its best. And I think she's flying under the radar, and people are starting to take her eyes off of her and focus on bigger targets. And she's a smart girl. I know how she plays. She's about to come striking hard. I think my girl's got it, and I think she's finally going to cash that check. Yeah. You know, the same outside. reason I don't think Ty's going to win, though, it's they they've both been runner up. Like people are gonna let this slide for so long and potentially take them to the final three because who like they'd already been to the final three. So would you want them to win? Sandra not taught you anything. Yep. Ah. We'll see. Well, one thing Sandra, no one will give her a million dollars a second time. Sarge, That's I had a true. question yep. from Co Wrong real quick before I hear Sherry's opinion. We one thing I don't think CBS really presented Michelle's game to at least the viewer as well. So from the, a jury member's perspective, I would I tried to ask Neil that, but he was kicked off the jury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what was Stop it about it. Michelle versus it. Aubrey? Because you're singing her praises. I'm just trying to understand it. You know, from I guess the Monday morning quarterback, just trying to analyze like what did we not see about Michelle's game that you guys saw actually on the island. You know, Aubrey and Ty were so sold in your season as such dynamic players and personalities. What what was the difference with Michelle winning? Well, that's kind of a multi-part question. 
Um, yeah. Ty goofed out because he just he turned on too many people that were sitting there voting for him. So he yeah, was yeah, a nobody yeah, sure. at that point. Yeah. Aubrey played hard, but you didn't see that entirely until the show aired because a lot of things happened behind jury members' backs. And she gotcha. kind of played behind a veil. Michelle, okay. though she didn't shine right away, she shined and took charge at the end via challenges and winning when needed to be. And we looked at her like she never should have been there to begin with. Gotcha. So her getting there really impressed us that you should have been voted out. You made it through that storm. You won when necessary to get you there, and that's what rewarded her. Cool. That makes a lot of sense, and that's what what we imagine, and that, that, that makes sense. Would you change your vote if that was possible, or do you still like going with Michelle now you've seen what Aubrey was doing behind the scenes? Or is that, uh, I've, said it a few, I've said it a few times. Yeah. During that moment when I voted, I stand behind my vote. For sure, watching, yeah, yeah. Watching the show after you already voted, you sit there and you go, oh, I should have voted for Aubrey. Okay. Just just I curious. I think that, that yeah. was a common theme. Like listening to interviews and different podcasts and everything from the Korong season, I feel like that was like, pretty much what the majority thought. And that's my only fear for Aubrey this time is when she turns it on, she better do it so people can see it. To present her game better, yeah. Because if you're going to bring a resume and say, I did all this stuff, someone better be able to back you on all of that and say she did. And hopefully that's her bonus that's for and Andrea. Yeah. Her- Survivor's so crazy because it's like you want to make these big moves so you have something to present when you make it to the final three, which is what cost Aubrey previously. But then if you show too much, you go home. So you have to kind of sit in this sweet spot, and you can't be too stealthy because then people are like, wait, hold on, how did you end up here? When in reality, you were the entire, like you were moving all the pieces the whole time, which can kind of bite you in the butt or not it can give you a million dollars and so that's the that is one of the most beautiful things of Survivor is staying in that sweet spot of being stealthy but letting people see just what you want them to it's a hard position to find yeah awesome yeah did we uh not cover anything well sorry Sherry I I I froze you out of that whole question. Where are you feeling, Sherry, as the co-host? Do you have any opinion? Who do you want to win, or who do you think will win? I tell you, Andrea really impressed me over these last couple of episodes. Um, With the way she played some of the, the challenges and things. And... Like you guys, I would love to see Aubrey turn it on, and I know she has the the brains to do it. Yeah. Um, she knows how to play this game. Right. She okay. just hasn't rallied her troops as early as she did last time. Or has she, and we're not seeing it. I mean, that's these they're at the production of Mer- or at the mercy of production right now, so it's like. I don't know. That's true. Maybe the opportunity of season, yeah. Maybe we're getting the underplay, and then we're going to get sold as the season progresses versus, you know, we all we got was 
Aubrey handed to us, and then when there was some just fan confusion. So yeah, right. we were, yeah, for sure. And Ty, if he can keep making it through tribal councils and hanging on to two idols, he's gonna he's gonna make it pretty far with two yeah. idols, and that's I think Ty's days are numbered. Remember, he gets selfish. He gets to be a selfish player when 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 things get stressful. But he yeah. and Brad, they committed and they sat out of that merge feast together. And he still has two play. idols. So that was what? It was a smart play. I would have sat out quicker than Brad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I 100% agree. But he just linked up with Brad, I think, who is pretty strong in this game. And so he's going to be a chess piece, at least while we vote off. A, a few more people. But remember, Ty linked up with Scott, and he linked up with myself, and he stabbed us both in the back. That's true. I but think he, he likes the, the chicken, protection so. of the alpha males. Is stronger, like than they, they. I think he likes Troy Zan and Brad right in front of him, and he could ice them both, like he did in his other season. So. You but know what's funny? Where is, that, like, where is he hiding those idols? Where, where did you? Where do you hide <laughs> two idols? In Survivor. Very prominent cross, I guess, right now, yeah. Ty buries him. Ty buries him. He's and a gardener. So buried the, Mayaka buried the flower in our season, and it took us, it was like hours of frantic searching to find where she buried this flower. She couldn't even remember. So the fact that Ty even remembers where he buried him is <laughs> stellar, really. <laughs> well, Ty, Ty, I'll give Ty credit. He likes to bury him in, in um, in plain sight, he hit his on my season underneath a rock that we did all our cooking on. Oh my oh, god! Wow. And you cool. know what? Yeah. Okay, so also Jason and I, Durham Warriors, we had an idol that we knew, like <laughs> the general area of where it was. So I kid you not. Like this, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for everyone and all of our fellow cast members. <laughs> we turned that camp upside down so many different times and then had to re-put it together so many different times looking for this stinking idol that we finally were like, <laughs> oh, we must have burned it. And then come to find out after the game, I was like, I need answers as to where this idol was. Boom, sitting right on it the whole entire time. Right That's underneath my rock. stinking booty. <laughs> oh, no. And I was, like, blown away. And then we, like, would tear apart the camp and put it back together. Then we rearranged, like, the seating around the fire. So then when we figured out it was where the seating was, it was, like, going back to try and figure out previously where the seating had been since we had, like, rearranged furniture. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, it was absolutely great. I hope that there's some of that that is shown. And it's also Kurt's huge part in that as well so many times. We will see what we can show for sure. Oh, God. So funny. Well, I want to say I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. And we, I had a great time. And uh, talking to you was amazing, both of you. And, Kelly, this is the third time, second time? You've been on? I, can't I don't recall. know. We're we're getting up there. We got some history. Oh, yeah, we sure do. So thanks for however many damn times and for coming on and for it's being a great friend. It's always a pleasure. 
Sarge, thanks for your inaugural visit. You're more than welcome to come back anytime. Well, can I say I make shows worth listening to? Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll increase our viewership <laughs> tenfold and we'll send you a check. We'll give you a cut of well, what we make, so which is you nothing. You have to split so. everything 50-50 with my sister, Kelly. Yes. I'll give you guys each half of nothing, so there you go. But <laughs> All right. We're still Take winning. But thanks, Thank you guys, guys so much. A... This has been a wonderful, a wonderful chat with all of you. It's always so much fun. And Jason, I miss your ass. I love you, girl. You know you're always welcome, and we we can't wait to have you out to the farm. <laughs> I love you guys too. I can't wait. Thanks. thanks oh, I for love you me, both. All right, man. Bye, Kelly. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Kelly. Take Bye, Sarge. Bye. Yeah. What a great night. I love both of those guys. They're, so They're amazing, and I can't describe four days hanging out with him in Maine and harassing him to do interviews and just, you know, and, and Jason oh my God, was I a very a late addition to the game. He was an 11th hour replacement for somebody else, and he came in, and he was dominating that thing. He was kicking ass and taking names. So was Kelly. They did a great job. And it was nice. To, it's nice to see people that need one get a redemption out there, you know. And uh, re re reposition where they are. It happened with Nina a couple summers ago. She got to actually play and experience Survivor more than her season. And people just have a good time. Troy Zan used his experience to, you know, intentionally sit out and do bad and challenges. That's one of the things he got from that because he became a target. So I highly recommend it. Um, they were both a lot of fun and. Hopefully they will come back and join us again. Um, we didn't talk a whole lot about the two episodes, but we talked enough about it. And I think just talking with them was a whole lot more fun. Yeah, every other show will we'll, we'll analyze every second of what happened and every piece of dialogue back and forth and – you know, my relationship with the past players is I love them for I love them on the show and as survivors, but I love them as people a hell of a lot more. So that's what my experience as a super fan and a fan of this show is about is just making connections with people in the thing I love. And because of this show I've gotten to meet so many amazing people, including my beautiful fiance and it's just a huge part of my life and when the show goes off the air I'll be on Suicide Watch. I just I just love this thing a lot. So. <laughs> I know how you feel. You know, but I've said it so many times. Survivor does such a great job at keeping the show fresh and always, you know, giving us something new. And that's why we can't wait for it to start up season after season because they're always changing it up. It's not like a show that, you know, does things over and over and over again that it gets stale. You know, Survivor doesn't get stale. It it just doesn't. It's always changing it up and doing something new, something that we're going, oh, my God, I never would have expected that. You know, where did that come from? You know, all the twists, all the, you know, things that they throw at us that we don't expect. And 
we're sitting there on our couches with our mouths hanging open going, oh, my God, you know? Over 500 and episodes, 17, 17 years, 34 seasons, and we're still talking about this. 10 million people are still watching this. This show changed television forever, and it's yeah. just amazing. I remember watching Eco Challenges with my husband and hearing the first commercial for Survivor. I didn't get to hear that, but I bet that was amazing. You know, that that Mark Burnett was going to have a show on network TV. And it was going to be called Survivor. And my husband and I looked at each other. We're like, wow, we're going to have to check that out, you know. And here I am 17 years later talking about it still <laughs> but we started out watching eco challenges that's what's got that's what got my husband and I watching reality tv was eco challenges and they were still watching yep. survivor and many of mark burnett's reality shows oh i've spent a lot of money because of mark burnett so I don't know. If I had never found out about Survivor, I could be a millionaire <laughs> without the show. Who knows? My goodness. But I have no announcements for next week. I'm still trying to get some stuff together after these, you know, the two back-to-back shows are pretty pretty stellar. But we got some things brewing, and I'll, I'll let you know, Sherry, as soon as I know. But uh, we're still working on that Pearl Islands crew and uh, other shows. I'll keep reaching out to people, so... We'll hopefully end the season with a bang like we've been in our stride. Okay. Well, I I know you always have great guests, so I'm sure we'll have somebody awesome. And um, I do want to mention that we do have another show called Manic Mondays on Mondays with Michelle Costa at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. And right now we're in the middle of Big Brother Canada 5. And she's going to have Big Meech, Michelle from Big Brother Canada, I'm sorry, Big Brother USA 18. And um, she was a winner of Big Brother 18 and was also on a previous season as well. And she's going to be joining us for this Monday on Manic Monday, so make sure you join us for Michelle Costa and Big Meech, Michelle Meyer. Sweet. And again, that's 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. So be here for that. And then back here again next Thursday for Mike and the Mike at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central to talk about Survivor Game Changers. Sounds like a plan. Who knows what they're going to do next week, huh? I have no idea, but it's going to be fun and exciting. That's the only thing I know for sure. That's right. All right, well, I guess we're going to close this one out and call it a night. It was so much fun talking with Kelly and Sarge tonight. Really, really, really enjoyed that. I want to give a shout out to them and say thanks for joining us. 
We're going to close the night out with Ron, as we always do. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care. Here's Ron to take us out for the night. Good night, all. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always a great mic on the mic with Mike Albright. Mike, say good night. Good night, everybody. That's a wrap. Good night, all. Take care. God bless, and be kind to each other out there.